The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care, 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News and World Report. More information is available at clevelandclinic.org slash rankings. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, September 4th. In today's news, NFL owners and players are still at an impasse over national anthem protests two days before the season starts. President Trump's rollback of coal regulations could kill more people in West Virginia than anywhere else. And The New Yorker rescinds an invitation to Steve Bannon. But first, the big idea. President Trump attacked Attorney General Jeff Sessions and the Justice Department on Monday in connection with the indictments of two GOP congressmen on corruption charges, complaining that that could hurt the Republican Party's chances of holding the House in the midterm elections. Trump tweeted sarcastically, quote, Good job, Jeff. The tweet was a reference to the indictments this summer of Chris Collins from New York and Duncan Hunter from California, the president's two earliest congressional endorsers. The president believes that the Justice Department should not be independent, but should be used as a cudgel to target his political enemies and protect his political allies. Senator Ben Sass, a Republican from Nebraska, criticized the president's tweet, saying, quote, The United States is not some banana republic with a two-tiered system of justice. These two men have been charged with crimes because of evidence, not because of who the president was when the investigations began. Democrats are even more aghast. Former Attorney General Eric Holder tweets that what Trump is saying is a fundamental threat to the rule of law. He tweeted, quote, This is so dangerous and stupid, it's mind-boggling. Trump's latest public broadsides against his own attorney general, who, by the way, was the third Republican lawmaker to endorse him in 2016, offered a timely reminder of how high the stakes are in the confirmation hearing that begins today for Brett Kavanaugh, Trump's nominee to replace Anthony Kennedy on the Supreme Court. Kavanaugh will face questions about how he'll negotiate his relationship with the man who appointed him. Back in 2009, he wrote a law review article for the University of Minnesota arguing that the president should be exempt while he's in office from criminal prosecution and investigations, including from questioning by criminal prosecutors. The odds are pretty good that the ongoing investigation by special counsel Bob Mueller will create issues that the Supreme Court must rule on. Kavanaugh could be the decisive vote on a court that is now evenly divided. It's very likely that Trump knew about Kavanaugh's views on executive power when he nominated him. If Kavanaugh winds up protecting Trump, it could further undermine the Supreme Court's legitimacy. In the hot seat, the judge will be pressed to discuss his 2009 article and explain why he will not recuse himself if such a case comes before him. Kavanaugh is only 53 years old. He could realistically sit on the high court for 35 to 40 years. Experts believe he would vote to roll back abortion rights, affirmative action, Obamacare, privacy protections, and very importantly, overturn the Chevron deference doctrine that's the linchpin of the regulatory state. He's also shown antagonism toward gun control and campaign finance laws during his time as an appellate court judge. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Nike has selected former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick as one of the faces of its 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. This represents a pretty strong political statement by Nike, 
which has been a little tepid about how to promote Kaepernick in recent years as he became a divisive figure. Kaepernick, who signed with them to advertise several years ago, is involved in an ongoing legal dispute with the NFL, one of Nike's biggest business partners. He was the first to kneel as the national anthem played before games in order to protest racial inequity and police misconduct. His protest led to hundreds of other players eventually following suit, prompting Trump's ire. The league and the NFL Players Association are still trying to reach a compromise on a mutually agreeable policy about protesting during the anthem. That's unlikely to be finalized before the new season kicks off on Thursday in Philadelphia. Number two, the Trump administration's rollback of Obama-era pollution regulations could lead to increased deaths and illnesses in northern West Virginia coal country, according to an analysis by Trump's own people at the EPA. The AP reports that an internal EPA analysis says Trump's plan would lead to increased pollutants and thousands of more illnesses every year, including heart attacks and asthma problems. The EPA also says up to 1,500 more people nationwide will die each year under Trump's plan than would have if President Barack Obama's plan had been allowed to stay in effect. But it's the northern two-thirds of West Virginia and the neighboring part of western Pennsylvania that will be hit hardest because of Trump's policy. Ironically, these are some of the strongest supporters of the president in the country that could now be getting sick because of his decisions. In related news, a pair of researchers have ended their work with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service after they grew worried that Trump appointees at the agency were planning to misrepresent their data to advance the White House's agenda. The Fish and Wildlife Service had asked the two to help assess the threat that farming poses to an endangered beetle that they've spent years studying. But the researchers say that the officials pressured them to rush their work at the expense of good science. They're going public to warn that the Trump team will misuse their research to unduly downplay the threat that new policies pose to the insect. Number three. President Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon, was disinvited from the New Yorker Festival following a string of high-profile cancellations tied to his planned interview with editor David Remnick. Within half an hour of each other on Monday, celebrities like John Mulaney and Jim Carrey announced on social media that they would withdraw from the annual festival because they didn't want to appear alongside Bannon. So Remnick reluctantly canceled the interview and acknowledged in an email to his staff that even New Yorker employees were uncomfortable with the former Breitbart editor's presence. In response, Bannon called Remnick gutless. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, September 4th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.